everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again today to bring you some more Veronica questions and do a little update on the old animals. Um, everything here is wonderful. Guinness is, he's maintaining. Um, he has a little bit of a decline. He's a little bit more spacey when he's walking around, but He's eating, he's drinking, he's still disciplining the cat, so I'm a happy camper. Um, all the other animals are great, the little dogs. Finally, they, the two, Biddy and um, Nellie, have accepted Marple completely. All three are snuggled together in bed here at my feet. Um, they didn't let her in the bed for a while. She'd have to go up and sleep on her own little bed. And all of a sudden, I come in, and here they are all all snuggled together. And I'm going, good for you, Marple. <laughs> so I'm really happy that she's finding some companionship and finding friends in allegedly her old age, which I'm starting to believe less and less because she is walking around. Um, I guess the vets are, because she doesn't have great teeth, um, I guess they're basing their guesstimation of her age by that. Because the rest of her, she's pretty good. Um, it's just her teeth are bad. So I'm thinking she might not be 12. Maybe she's 10. Maybe she's, you know, somewhere along the way because she's not acting a geriatric dog. At least now she did at the beginning. When I first got her, she was like, you know, limping around and stuff. But she, now she's part of the team. So, Tony. How are your kids over there? Oh. You know what? Same as you. Everything is good. Um, no drama, no crisis, knock on wood. So they're good. It's getting cold here, so they're acclimating to the cold. We had a little bit of snow yesterday, but not that much to speak of. But that was a little shock. They're doing good. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, good. Well, I think I'm going to go get Veronica. Um, all right. I couldn't be happier that everybody's pets and puppies and kitties and everybody are all good. Um, and I'm completely confident now that Guinness is going to make it to Christmas. Um, I brought him brought him back from the edge yet again, and he's he's doing okay. So I'm going to go get Veronica. Hang on. Okay. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Um, great questions, as always, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. The first question is coming from Janet. Many who have had near-death experiences come back to relate that encounter, encountered a religious figure or religion that they were immersed in while on earth. Are those the actual religious energies or are they manifested by the individuals as an ex? of what happens when leaving the physical? Mm. Well, it's a nice long question. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes. The, possible, the concept 
of when you cross over, it's heavily, you know, saturated with linear religious moments. Now, you have to remember that religion was created by those in the linear. Um, spirituality is what is actually in existence on the other side. When an energy crosses over, or even the ones with near-death experiences, because of the heavy conditioning in a lot of families growing up, whatever religion that that family had, they become very immersed in it. And as you grow as a child, you become more and more and more entrenched in linear things. Physical reality is very thick and dense. Many who don't have the broader perspective of a big universal kind of thing are very focused on the concept of God and very focused on the mannerisms and rituals of religion. And all of them were based upon eternal concepts, but along the way they got a little bit more linear and a little bit more dense. So when an energy crosses, or let's say that they are deeply uh, Catholic, and Catholicism has a lot of different idols, has a lot of different energies that have manifested themselves in the linear to be helpful to those. Jesus was one of them. Um, to help people have a better understanding of the energy that is eternal. Religion, though, has had a lot of linear concepts to it so that when the incarnate crosses over, they immediately start to project those things and hoping that that it will be a safe passage into the other side. Many believe that there is a gentleman, you know, at the pearly gates of heaven, with St. Peter, looking at the book to see if her name's in the book kind of thing. That's all very linear stuff. The other side is very energetic. If an individual crosses over with a very strong belief system that the Catholicism moment is the eternal moment, then where does that leave the Hindus? And, and the Buddhists and everyone else. So we say that on an energetic level, when an energy crosses over, they immediately start to project what they have been taught and deeply immersed in for many years while on the planet. Energies show up. Entities show up. Jesus shows up. All of them, all of them, all these energies show up, but not in a linear kind of way. It's all very energetic. And the feeling that, okay, I'm projecting this concept is usually helped by an energy that's there that slowly brings the incarnate into the reality of what the eternal moment is like. So what happens when you cross over is a projection for most. But once they get used to being around the other energies and the other energies slowly bring them into here's what's going on, then it becomes okay. So it's not easy at first, but know that you're always supported, and there are. Buddha, they're, they're there. But the linear concepts and things no longer apply because you are in the eternal. So do not be afraid to cross over because no matter what your belief system is, you will be met, you will be embraced, you will be participating in a very um, spiritual way before you know it. 
So no one is left dangling. No one is judged. No one has an opinion about what you believe or what you don't believe. All there is is love in the eternal space. And that's what is given back to the incarnate that crosses over. All right. Our next question is coming from Perry. If there is no time on the other side, how do our loved ones know when we are ready to arrive? How do they experience any waiting time per se? Well, there is no time in the eternal. Those who are already crossed are very aware of your energy while you're still on the planet. They're not looking at it in a time way. They're doing it in an energetic way. They can feel your energy. And if they focus in, they can see the linear things that you're doing. But it's energy. They feel the energy. They feel the energy of your body, maybe where it's, it's become diseased and there's a problem. They feel that. And if they feel it, then they go into a more visual moment to see exactly what linearly or dramatically is going on. They don't sit and wait for that. They know that when the proper time comes in the linear for you to make your crossing, they will be notified. They will feel it. And a lot of times they're watching it, but they're just not involved in the energy of it. So they don't experience a waiting of time because there isn't any anymore. And that's a really hard thing when you're in the linear. And let's face it, your linear lives are dictated by, by time. Everything is measured by time. So it's very difficult to sort of divorce your head from that and say, well, no time, it makes all of you a little bit more confused. But know that all the energies that are there that are kind of waiting for you to show up, they'll know. They don't have to be, they don't have, they're not timing it. They're feeling it. And when they feel your energy close, then they'll do whatever it takes to get you to them in the nonlinear so that you can be with them for eternity. So it's actually all a very beautiful thing, but certainly not dictated by time. Okay. Our son would like to know, what was Jesus learning while in human form? He was learning how difficult it is, the linear, the thick, dense linear. Jesus was a very spiritual being. Did not do a lot of reincarnating or incarnating. And felt it was necessary for those who were incarnating for him to have some knowledge of how that felt and how difficult that could be or how magnificent that could be. He came in to experience physical life and to participate in that way. So he was coming to, to let you know that he was interested enough in all of you to have the same experience so that when you go to him for guidance, he has some knowledge of it. So there was a lot of dramatic little things that he learned, but the biggest one was how difficult it is and how beautiful it could be with the proper energetic support that he would give you from the eternal. So the reason he came in is to have more knowledge so that he could be more compassionate and more helpful to those who were going through the process to evolve. Okay. Maurice would like to know, 
Why are lifespans less than the Bible's lifespans in Noah's days of 900 plus years? The human body was made to last a lot longer than it does now. In the beginning, and we're talking when Noah was about, it was several thousand years ago. The lifespan was a lot longer. planet has evolved and the toxins have come in and there's all of this, you know, viruses and all these things that are coming to fruition. It's become a little less, way, way less than 900 years. But the Bible was not making up stories here. There were some time frames where living a really long life was, was the thing. But the conditions of Earth changed. Some say evolved, but we say changed maybe not to the better when you're trying to live 900 years. The biology has gone through an incredible evolution while it's been constantly regurgitating itself. And those souls who come in to try to have an experience in the linear with those bodies realize now that the conditions on Earth probably aren't going to support the 900 years, so everyone's kind of adjusted to the participation. But the human body was created and meant to last at least 200 years, if not more. Yeah, it was true, but conditions have changed. So it's not so prevalent as it was, say, several thousand years ago. Okay. Veronica, that was our last question. So if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right, dear. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Um, Very interesting questions, as always. And... um, you know, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com and don't be shy. Whatever question, we'll try to get it on the air. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Okay. What a glorious day it is. The planet's still spinning. Sun's still coming up. The moon still comes out at night. Things are going on their merry way in the linear. It's important for all of you to take the time to connect with each other and connect with the earth plane. If you watch nature take its course, it really knows what it's doing. If you watch a plant sprout out of the ground or you see a, a little kittens being born or dogs being born, life is really incredible. It is the dramatics that get in the way. <laughs> to kind of spoil it for everyone. But if you really just take the time and watch the beauty of nature, it might change your perspective a little bit. It's really quite a miraculous space, this planet Earth. So as you're moving through your day, recognize that the Earth is a great place. It is a place of great wonder and great color and great frequency. So when you're participating every day, make sure that your energy matches that beauty. If you are prone to getting into dramatics, then start to back up from them a bit. The dramatics don't solve anything. And a lot of times they're very circular, so you keep going round and round and round in the same thing. Look around you. 
stop for a second and look around and just look at the magnificence that's going on every day right in front of you. Put yourself to that. Realize that energy takes care of itself, resolves itself, and becomes better. Don't allow yourself to slide into negativity, and don't be disappointed. If you can't find the beauty, you're not looking in the right places because there's beauty and abundance on this planet. So look around and find it. Attach yourself to it and allow it that beauty to flow through you because it will enhance your experience. You don't have to walk around with a frown on your face. You can find the beauty. You can find the joy. Just slow down a little bit and look at it. Start looking at nature. Nature is the most beautiful mechanism in the universe. That natural moment that just the planet just evolves. Become more like the planet. Let your energy evolve naturally. But also take the time to appreciate what's going on on this planet. There's lots of things not to appreciate. We agree. But the core essence of what propels this planet is beautiful. And it's natural and it happens. There's miracles every day, little teeny miracles. Attach yourself to that. And take a look at it and allow it to come in so that you can go through and maybe use some of that energy to create your own miracles. Decide. Well, thank you, Veronica. Beautiful message as always, and especially now during the holidays. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. And until then, take care of yourself and have a good weekend. Bye-bye.